Welcome to the audio version of the newsletter of the Christian Study Center of Gainesville. In today's installment, Simone Weil's The Need for Roots supplies a starting point for a discussion of how we might recover a vision of human flourishing. Also, by way of reminder, for those listening in through a podcast app, in addition to this main essay, the newsletter also contains updates about our program and links to useful articles and essays. We encourage you to subscribe at christianstudycenter.substack.com. Human Needs and Human Flourishing In 1943, Simone Weil, the French philosopher and activist who was living in England at the time, was tasked by the Free French Government with writing a report exploring how French society might be revitalized after its liberation from Nazi Germany. Despite suffering from debilitating headaches and generally poor health, Vey completed her work during a remarkable burst of activity. She died later that year at the age of 34. The report was published in 1949. The first English translation appeared in 1952 as The Need for Roots, Prelude Towards the Declaration of Duties Towards Mankind. I was immediately struck by how Vey began her report. In the midst of a global cataclysm of unprecedented scope and scale, tasked with drawing up plans for the renewal of society, she begins by arguing for the primacy of human obligations rather than human rights. The very first sentence reads, The notion of obligations comes before that of rights, which is subordinate and relative to the former. Quite the claim coming from a French thinker, as she is well aware. As Vey sees it, rights are ineffective so long as no one recognizes a corresponding obligation, and obligations are always grounded in our common humanity. Duty towards the human being as such, that alone is eternal, she writes. Our obligations toward our fellow human beings, Vey goes on to argue, correspond to the list of such human needs as are vital, analogous to hunger. Some of these needs are physical, of course housing, clothing, security, etc. But Vey identified another set of needs, which she described as having to do not with the physical side of life, but with what she calls life's moral side. The non-physical needs form a necessary condition of our life on this earth. In her view, if these needs are not satisfied, we fall little by little into a state more or less resembling death. And, While she acknowledges that these needs are much more difficult to recognize and to enumerate than are the needs of the body, she believes everyone recognizes they exist. I'm inclined to think that Vey is right about this. As she suggests, everyone knows that there are forms of cruelty which can injure a man's life without injuring his body. Vey goes on to call for an investigation into what these vital needs might be, They should be enumerated and defined, and she warns that they must never be confused with desires, whims, fancies, and vices. Finally, she believes that the lack of any such investigation forces governments, even when their intentions are honest, to act sporadically and at random. Naturally, the rest of the work is an attempt to provide just such an enumeration and discussion of these vital needs with the express purpose of supplying a foundation for the rebuilding of French society. She deals briefly with a set of 14 such needs before turning to a longer discussion of rootedness and uprootedness, a discussion which opens with this well-known claim. 
To be rooted is perhaps the most important and least recognized need of the human soul. It is useful to pair this claim with Hannah Arendt's discussion of loneliness, alienation, and superfluousness, which in the origins of totalitarianism, she identifies as ideal conditions for the emergence of totalitarian regimes. Under the most diverse conditions and disparate circumstances, Arendt wrote, we watch the development of this same phenomenon, homelessness on an unprecedented scale, rootlessness to an unprecedented depth. Combining Vey and Arendt, then, we might say that to the degree that the need for rootedness, which is to say a sense of belonging in a relatively stable community, goes unfulfilled, to that same degree, human beings become vulnerable to destructive political regimes. My aim here, however, is not to discuss the merits of Vey's particular enumeration of these vital needs, nor to elaborate on Arendt's argument. Rather, it is simply to recommend that we, too, undertake a similar, radical analysis along the lines they proposed, recalling, of course, that our word radical comes to us from radix, the Latin word for roots. In other words, as we examine the multiple ills that beset our society, it may be that by returning to a fundamental consideration of human needs, we may find the resources that lead to cultural renewal. Presently, we are focused on formal injustices that manifest themselves in key institutions. This work is always crucial, but its essentially critical nature may prove inadequate to the task of building a good society. To borrow a set of distinctions made by the philosopher Albert Borgman, we may achieve a formally just society and still not have a good society. In other words, it may be possible in theory to eliminate political and economic inequalities without also providing for genuine human flourishing. Moreover, Borgman argued that without a vision for a good society, even formal justice may prove unachievable. In his last essay for this newsletter, Dr. Horner wrote about the inadequacies of a posthumanist framing of our cultural disorders, one which accounts only for our differences without also recognizing our shared humanity or providing a vision for what a society ordered toward the common good might look like. He challenged his Christian readers especially to recover a distinctly Christian humanism as a foundation for our pursuit of justice. As Dr. Horner reminded us, the posthumanist framing of our experience emerged out of a distinctly modern understanding of the human being, one which ruled out any normative account of human nature or human purpose. And as Alistair McIntyre, among others, has pointed out, the loss of a model of human flourishing undermined all efforts to formulate a new moral theory to replace traditional models of the ethical life. Clearly, this posthumanist framing poses a serious challenge to any effort to imagine a good society ordered toward virtue and human flourishing. But perhaps Vey's project offers us a way forward, a renewed humanism premised not merely upon human exceptionalism and self-sufficiency, but rather upon human needs, interdependence, and mutual obligation. Indeed, it recalls McIntyre's own efforts to reground an account of human nature, not merely upon our capacity for reason, as was typical of the classical tradition, but also upon our fundamentally dependent status as human creatures. We are, as the title of a 1999 work puts it, dependent, rational animals. The mere acknowledgement of our dependent status and a renewed attention to what constitutes genuine human needs, the satisfaction of which can serve as the foundation of a good society, 
will hardly heal all our rifts. And the determination of how exactly our dependence is manifested and what are, in fact, genuine needs will itself be a source of debate and contention. But it may prove a more productive starting point than those which currently frame our public discourse. Over the coming weeks, this newsletter will feature a series of reflections exploring both the nature and conditions of human flourishing, as well as the forces that undermine such flourishing. We hope these reflections will prove helpful to those seeking a thoughtful and faithful way to address the myriad of problems that now confront us.